Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So today we are starting a, uh, a two-week, I, I don't know that I'm really calling it a series, but a two-week themed services uh, around letters, letters. And um, we're kind of tagging this in, no kind of about it, tagging it in with obviously our Christmas service and today and Christmas and all this good stuff. But this week is going to be, uh, we're going to call it Letters to the Savior. Next week is going to be Letters from the Savior. But today is Letters to the Savior. So in, the, in this whole concept of letters, I began to think about um, uh, my first thought when I started dreaming around this two-week theme service uh, a few months back is, do people still write letters to Santa? Do they? And I did some re- research, and I found that writing letters to Santa has not only does it continue to happen, but it's growing in a, just abundance. There's more people, even in the digital age, that are writing letters to Santa. So much so that the U.S. Postal Office has designated an area for letters to Santa. It used to go to the dead office files, but now they have letters to Santa, a category that they put all the letters in that area, and then they send them, when they get all of them, to a Santa Claus museum in Indiana. And... 200 or so volunteer elves respond to about 20,000 letters a year. Pretty impressive, huh? Hey, I mean, you never know what you're going to learn at Parkway. And I just wanted to share that with you. But I got to thinking about that, uh, all the letters to Santa, and I got to thinking, what if we could write a letter to the Savior? What if we could write a letter to Jesus what would that look like? And I don't know, from Parkway Life, I think it might look a little bit like this. My name's Aaron Hardy. I grew up in a pretty stereotypical Southern Christian home, went to church every Sunday. And after I graduated high school, I lived in Asia for a few years. And while I was in Asia, I experimented with other beliefs, other practices, primarily Buddhism. And for For those reasons, I've walked away from Christianity, I stopped praying, and I fell into a very deep depression. And whenever I was suppressing my depression and my serious anxiety, it grew into suicidality. And a few years ago, I attempted suicide. And 
through my drunkenness, I forgot to take the safety off of the gun, and my suicide attempt was clearly a failure. And after that, whenever I realized how far I was gone, I started to reach back to try to get reconnected with Christ. I started going to college, I went to a lot of frat parties, went to a lot of college parties where I was drinking a lot and I was doing a lot of drugs. And in October of 2018, I went to a Halloween party and I did a lot of drugs there. And on my way back, I passed by this church but months went by and I just kept getting more and more depressed and I just became more and more suicidal. And then on New Year's, I was, I had a lot of self-reflection and I realized how far I was going and how depressed I was and that my life wasn't getting any better. So I, I've given myself an ultimatum that this year, 2019, was gonna be my last effort that I'm going to give this church a try and I'm going to give myself a fighting chance and, but if I'm not convinced that there is a God out there who cares about me and if my life hasn't improved at all if I'm still depressed and if I'm still suicidal then by the end of 2019 I'm going to commit suicide it's all through this church I ended up meeting Miss Keating and she find, and I found out that she was a therapist or a counselor. Yeah, that she was a counselor and through her gave me access to other counselors who could give me help about my suicidal thoughts, my depression and my anxiety. And then a few weeks after that, I met somebody named Aaron, Aaron Hollingsworth and through him, I ended up getting this job at MI Electric in Beaumont. And then after I got this job, I started making better money. I can support myself now. I now live in a, in a decent apartment. And I don't know, just like through that, I, I finally started to see God physically work in my life. Like not just people talking about how great God is and then making me feel good. I was seeing physical evidence like and after I got the job and the job was going great I'm like okay God you have my attention now like you've you've proven to me that you care about me and you have my best interest in mind so therefore I want to give back and then I went through freedom and this past semester of it and I just had a wonderful experience I was finally able to open up to more people about the the demons that I've been battling these past few years and for the first time I didn't feel judged like I felt people seeing me but accept me and say like you know it's okay and it's a really nice feeling and it's something that I never really felt before I can honestly say right now that this is the first time in years that I'm finally happy and all the glory goes to God Is, is Aaron in the house today? Where are you at, Aaron? Are you in the house somewhere? Uh, stand up, Aaron. We're so proud of you, man. 
So proud of you. That's awesome. That, my friends, is why we do church. When I tell you church is not just for the healthy, it's for those who are sick that God wants to come in and do a life change in them, and Parkway is having that happen on a weekly basis, and I am thrilled about that. Thrilled about that, Aaron. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for telling her story, and that is a letter to the Savior. That is a letter to the Savior. That is saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in our life. I want to read a scripture to you today that is absolutely incredible. And uh, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 through 3. If I could explain everything that I want to say today, it's in this verse, all right? Here it is. It says, your very lives are a letter. Say that with me. Your very lives are a letter. I want you to see that. That anyone can read just by looking at you. Your life becomes the letter. Isn't that cool? I liked it. Christ himself wrote the letter. So what you saw a few minutes ago with Alec up here, and he did the music thing, whatever, uh, and, they, and he wrote, the Bible says Christ himself wrote it. He pulled the pen, and Scott played the music angelically. And Christ wrote the letter, but not with ink, but with God's living spirit. Not chiseled into stone, but carved into human lives. And then I love this part. And we publish it. (laughs) I'm going to have fun Christmas service or not here today. That is an awesome, awesome scripture right there. We get to publish it. He writes it and my life and how I live. Aaron Hardy, you just published what Christ has done in you, and that is give you the hope of glory. That is a letter to the Savior. That's it. That's it. That's it. I love that. When I think of letters to the Savior, my mind goes to thinking of worship. Worship. Worship is living out publicly what the Spirit has changed you into. Isn't that cool? My worship is a letter to the Savior saying, look what God has done for me. And then it's read by all mankind. I've got another scripture to you that's just awesome here today. And it's, it's, it says this, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work. And you're walking around life. Just, you're, you're doing life stuff, all right? And place it before God as an offering. Lay it right there before him as an offering. The Bible says in the King James Version right here, it says a living sacrifice. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Next verse. 
Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into, into without even thinking. If you fit into that culture without you even thinking about it, be careful there. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. That's what happened to Aaron. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-informed maturity in you. That is an awesome scripture that is just really laying out what I believe is worship in a nutshell and that's the best, just absolute best definition of worship. Live it out loud. Live it out loud. Not with some holy, holier than thou mentality. That's not what I'm talking about at all. But living out the true love of Jesus is true worship. True worship. I'm a, I'm a hand lifter at, at church. I praise and worship God by lifting my hands. Sometimes I... I feel tears run down my face. All of that's worship. Sometimes I, 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 I was in, in high school, I was a basketball player, and I was the guy that used to love to jump. I, I couldn't make a free throw for to save my life, but I could jump out of the gym when it comes to jumping. And so I played forward. I was a jumper. I, I loved to play. And the, the guys around me were huge, but I was, I was gritty, I was passionate, and I was going to get the rebound. Now, when I come to the house of God, for me, worship is sometimes I, I do a little bit of this number. I'm sorry. I'm just a jumper. And I may be getting a little bit more age on me, but I still got hops. And so, because white men can jump. And, and I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that. I enjoy expressing myself this way and expressing myself this way. And all of those things we find all up in the Word of God and it's fun ways to express ourselves. But never forget, I don't want to put all my worship here and all my worship here and not love people. Because loving people, hugging, connecting Being the hands and feet of Jesus is more than just outward expression by my hands and my feet and even just my voice. And all of those are wonderful. But it's also doing what this scripture says is living it out loud. Loving people, touching, connecting, being the hands and feet of Christ. It's seeing the life change in Aaron Hardy and Aaron going public saying, I used to be this, but now I'm this. And people find hope. People that are struggling with depression. People are struggling with brokenness. People are struggling with trials in their life. They hear a story like that and they hear Aaron living that out loud. That's worship because it brings Jesus and makes his name famous. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise about that? So, when you worship, you're engaging your will to worship. You get involved in the process. But in the Old Testament, what they would do is they would bring a sacrifice to God. They would bring a sacrifice to God. And and whatever that sacrifice was... Whatever that they could afford, you brought it to God. You brought your best. If you know any history on the Old Testament, they brought the best lamb, the unblemished lamb. They brought the best living sacrifice they could, 
and they brought it to the altar. But in the New, New Testament, because of the mercies of God are greater and more abundant, guess what? It's not bringing just a sacrifice of an animal or anything like that. It is bringing a living sacrifice, and that living sacrifice is you. You are the sacrifice. Now, when I say sacrifice, you automatically think, oh, my God, i got to bleed. You know, I mean, that just sounds bad when you throw in the word sacrifice with humanity. That sounds like, oh, I'm, I'm checking out on that. That sounds like a negative thing to me. But the fact of the Scripture says a living sacrifice. God's not warning you to come to the altar and leave worse than you came. He wants you to leave living. He wants you to leave blessed. He wants you to leave more abundant than you ever have. But he still wants you to bring you. He wants you to bring everything you've got. All of you. You can live for the, around the church all of your life and never bring you to the altar. And God is wanting you in this New Testament to bring you. He's asking you to bring your love, to bring yourself, to lay yourself on the altar of God. And he wants you to do that. You know something? You can do all sorts of things for God. You can do all kind of great acts for God. And, that, and that's wonderful worship. But bringing you is what he really wants. He wants you to be on that altar. Not to kill you. Not to destroy you. But to really do something abundant in your life. If I would have told Aaron Hardy at a frat party, God wants you to come and be on the altar and give yourself a little, he'd be like, oh man, that sounds crazy. But after he has been to the altar and he left living more than he ever lived in that old life, he's screaming out today, I've never been happier and clearer in my thinking than ever before. That's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And so what it is, but bringing yourself to that altar is utter selflessness. The Self-centeredness is destroyed when we get caught up with the greatness of our God. Self-centeredness just gets destroyed. And the two greatest gifts that I believe God can give us are a true sense of ourselves. How many of you want that gift today? The true sense of yourselves. Anybody? How many of you want that today? A true sense of yourself. But then this is the next thing I think is a great gift that God can give us. And that is a true, true sense of who He is. I need a true sense of who I am and I need a true sense of who He is. And once I find out who He is, people, once I find out who He is, I can't help but bring myself to the altar. It's not something that I go, eh, I don't think. No, when I find out who he is, I can't help but bring myself to a place of altar for him that I say, God, I give you my all. And to me, that is worship. And to me, that is a letter to the Savior. How many of you want to be a letter to the Savior today? Come on, get your hands up. You want to be a letter to the Savior. I don't know if your story sounds like the one I'm about to show you, but maybe it does because I believe this is a letter to the Savior.
My name is Christine Marshall and I attend Parkway Church in Lumberton. I grew up as a non-believer. I went through life carrying so many burdens and so much hate. Uh, by my 30s, I had felt beat down and broken from life. I needed a change and I found myself at Parkway's doors, searching for some answers. As soon as I walked through the doors of the church, I went, there was an abundance of God's love that just washed over me. I was so welcomed. By the time my first service was over, I knew that this was the place for myself and my son. I have gained an enormous faith and have a wonderful relationship with my Lord and Savior. I let go of all the hate in my heart and found joy that is indescribable. I spent most of my life searching for what I found at Parkway, and I pray that everyone who walks through these doors finds the peace that I did. house today. Stand up, girl, with your, with your Santa hat on. I like it. I like it. We're so proud of you, girl. Proud of you. Man, we're proud of you, what God's doing in your life. Woo! Chris, I could be honest with you, on this platform, I could not understand the words because it can't understand up here. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but I couldn't understand. I want to go back and listen. But I want to say that I don't know if she said this or not, but she caught me out here on our fam day and grabbed my arm and said, Pastor, I've been going to this church three months. I want to meet you. I said, I want to connect with you. What's your name? She told me her name. She said, I came to this church. I was, it was my last shot. I was an atheist. I was, I'd given up on God. But I got to tell you, Life, God has turned my life around, turned this, set my feet on the rock. I love that, man. I love that. But God can't do that kind of work in you unless you come as a living sacrifice to him. A living sacrifice. What's a living sacrifice? It's alive. The sacrifice stays alive on the altar. You've been brought alive in Christ. And hopefully your old self has died, but the new has come out in you. Someone said the problem with a living sacrifice is it can crawl off the altar. And I think sometimes that may be what happened. We, we kind of crawl off and we quit doing what we used to do and that is bringing our whole self to Him. But today I encourage you today, stay on that altar. Let God continue to mold and make you. Kristen, this is not the end for you. This is the beginning. Aaron, this is not your graduation papers. This is welcome to a new life. But you've got to continue to stay in that position with the Lord. Continue to say, God, here I am. I don't really have to do that much. I just lean into him and he does it all for me. We got the good end of the deal. So Billy Graham said it this way. He said, the highest form of worship is the worship of unselfish Christian service. The greatest form of praise is the sound of consecrated feet seeking out the lost and the helpless. What a, what a word, what a statement. The way I love people is a letter to the Savior thanking him for his goodness to me. The way I love in this Christmas season is a worship to the Lord is an offering to the Lord. I want you to look at John chapter 13, verse 50, uh, 35. It says, By this shall all men 
know that ye are my disciples. This is, this is Jesus speaking. If you love one to another. Turn around to somebody and say, I love you, man. Or I love you, chick, woman, whatever. Whoa, man. Love you. But it's more than just words. It's really, really, really connecting and believing in people. And I want to tell you this. Parkway had one of our best seasons of harvest and growth in 2019, and I'm so happy about it. But I'm going to tell you, it's because we really started getting in one another's world and loving deeper than we've ever loved. Ever loved. Last week, we did something. In fact, if you did not get to be here last Sunday... I would highly encourage you to go back and watch our our Facebook uh, live because um, it it is a testament. Stuff you don't hear coming from churches anymore. That last year, not only did we have growth within our church numerically, but growth spiritually in people's lives. And all that God did and the baptisms He gave us and the spirit and feelings that He gave us and, and the redemption that took place in people's lives. Folks, it was so exciting. We also, last year, last year, uh, we're still reeling from, we're trying to catch up with reeling from all that we went through from going a million dollars in debt from Harvey. A million dollars to put this entire campus back together. It cost us $2.1 million, but we went in the hole $1 million on this job. A debt that we didn't believe, that we never dreamed. We had a building that was 10 years old. We never dreamed we was going to have to dump that much money into it. But, 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 but God has blessed us and he's been kind and he's been good and you've been faithful to the kingdom of God and we're able to move forward. And so this past year, and you need to watch last week's video because it'll explain this much better. But, but this past year we said, you know what? We may have had more bills than we ever had, more debt than we ever had, but we're not changing our tactic. We're not, we're not going to beg for money. God's got enough here. He's going to supply. The bills are going to be tight. We have not missed one payment. We've not begged for one extra dollar. Come on now, that's God being good. And, 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 and all of that, and you know what we said during that time? You know what, instead of just sitting here and trying to pay bills, we're going to do something. We're going to lean in and be a living sacrifice. We're going to lean in to do something that doesn't sound mathematically correct. We are going to give more than we've ever given outside of this building. And so last year, we gave, and my numbers, I gave, we gave all these last week, and so they're better. But we gave close to $80,000 last year. We, did, we started a church in the Woodlands. We gave, wrote a $30,000 check from money that this church gave that we said we're going to give out. We, we started, we're building a church in Haiti that this next year at a church, we, the money is in their funds to start building a church in Haiti. And I'm excited about that. We, in our own community, we gave, I can't remember the exact number. We shared it last week. Where are you at, Twyla? Stand up, Twyla. Where, where art thou, old Twyla? A young Twyla. Yes, yes, Twyla, thank you. I started a ministry called Hangar a number of years ago. And last year, this church wrote her what? to hang her to feed and clothe kids back to school. We took them shopping, taught them how to budget, taught them how to to do these things, and and then bought them their clothes to to the kids that just needed a little bit of extra blessing in their life, in in our area. Isn't that cool stuff? 
We, we, I mean, one thing after the another, uh, another. We, we gave into the homeless. We, we bless ministries around here, and there's so much more that we did. I mean, like 80 grand or so that we sent out from this church. We showed you all of that last week. We did that because this church understood you cannot outgive God. You just can't do it. If you will bring your all to the altar, if you will bring your worship to the altar, God will respond and bless you in a huge, huge way. Today is our Christmas service. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, knowing that this is the Christmas service and also knowing the day that we lean into what we call our Vision 2020 offering is today. And so we're not asking you if you're a first-time guest you don't even have to get involved in this. We're not going to beat you up, look you up, send a search warrant out for you. We're not going to do that. But I just got to tell you, again, go back and look what happened last week. Crazy what our church is doing across the internationally, nationally, and inside our own community. Pouring into the best that we possibly can in a year that we should have been hoarding and trying to bring it in to pay. God says, we want you to do more than ever before. And this church responded to that. The church also responded, that's what we call the at-the-table offering. And we took that last year on this day. And then also last year on this day, we took our grace and truth, which is trying to, is money that stays in the house to help us to continue to move forward in, in developing our campus to be able to house what God is in the harvest that God is bringing into Parkway. Because I don't think Parkway is through, through yet and what God wants it to happen. And so you sowed, uh, I think last year, listen to this, whatever that you committed last year, we brought in 103% of what you said. Church, I'm telling you, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. And that money is, that money, if you're here today, you see it in operation. Because uh, yesterday, the, the, the place was tore up again, and so excuse our mess, but it's progress. And we started clearing out land down this direction uh, next to the creek on parking lot one side to put in more parking all throughout that. Isn't that awesome? I mean, just absolutely amazing. And then, and then we also cleared all of this back here in this back part, uh, took down stuff, getting it ready and prepared. We're not putting in concrete back here because of the expense, uh, right now at least anyways, but uh, we are putting it down here. And I'll tell you, that what we put in parking lot two and now what we're about to put in parking lot one took every dollar and we, we had to put about two or $3,000 with it, but that's how close uh, we were to having a cash from grace and truth in what you gave last year. To, we told you last year we're going to put new parking lots in. We put new parking lots in. How about a church that t- does what they to tell you? They're going to do? So, so we did that. We started uh, taking care of that. And again, that's going to be a mess in a little while. But uh, I appreciate, I want to stop right here and say a special thanks to Larry Poe and Wick Construction. Stand up, Larry. Give an above, beyond. Thank you, man. Thank you. Tammy, thank you, thank you. Both of these folks worked hard, gave of their materials, gave of their work, and all of this back here that he's did, all this back here they did, he's doing this. He just, he just blessed us with that. Let me just tell you. It's the only way I know to tell you. He just blessed us by doing this. Just, and I, I, Larry, it's noticed. It's appreciated. We honor you. We thank you. Man, you're the bomb diggity. But that's what, hey, this last year he was the dream team member of the year. And so he is awesome.
So I say in all of this stuff, and you folks this year gave uh, in, your, in your tithing. And it's in the middle of some of you going through struggle, in the middle of some of you going through trials and your own losing your home, so you still faithfully continue to give. And we've tried to be wise stewards with that money and move forward. And so grace and truth, grace and truth helps this body and the vision that we have here in our facility move quicker than we would move without it. At the table helps us, it goes outside of here, every dollar of it, and helps us to move and vision in our area. And we're going to do bigger and greater things this next year, I believe, according to the level of your giving to this. And so our vision moves at the level of your giving. If you've never given before, uh, if you've never given before, we ask that you take the first step towards tithing and giving of your tithe. That's going to be a huge step. I don't even want you to choose at the table. I don't want you to choose grace and truth because your first step, the Bible's first fruits, the first thing is your tithing. And so start that today. If you've never done that, I'll give you a challenge. I'll give you a I so believe in this. I was taught this as a little kid, and I still still to believe it. Anybody else believe it in the house? Amen. I'm telling you, you either get it or you don't. I have people that have been serving the Lord for years and never caught on to this basic thing, and I can watch it and see the repercussions and what's going on around them. But I'm just going to tell you something. If you're a giver, you understand. I don't understand the math. I don't mean it's a get-rich-quick scheme. That's not what I'm trying to... I'm not trying to put your hand towards the TV and God's going to send you a Bentley. Bentley. And for my house, that would be a puppy. But, uh, or a Rolls Royce. I'm not trying to tell you that, but I'm just telling you God is faithful. And so today, if you've never tithed, I want you to make that step today. And I'll tell you this, and I said it last week. If you've never tithed and you need to make that step, it's the biggest step of faith you'll ever make. That's why it's always unique to me if people have been in the church a long time and not made that step. Because faith step is when you really, when it hits your pocketbook. And so you give into. And our tithing pays for this facility, pays for all of our notes on this facility. Before we turn a light switch on here, it's a $20,000 note, thanks to a little bit of Harvey on that. And, and, and all of that stuff. But that, I mean, I'm telling you, it takes a lot to run something like this. And we thank God for it that we've never had to beg for money. But I want to tell you this. Thank you for your giving. Your tithing is what does that. Your tithing helps pay the staff and all the stuff. But the biggest amount goes to keeping this campus running and keeping staff and our ministry in operation here. The next thing, if you've already taken that step, I encourage you to step in to our grace and truth and at the table. And so what we have today is last week, uh, sometimes you've been to churches where they did this. And the reason we do it this time of the year is it's kind of a, a Christmas for Christ offering. Man, we've spent money at Dillard's and everywhere else, but this is kind of an offering to God. It's a form of worship, of giving of ourselves. And so we don't want to give everything to Uncle Sam. We don't want to give everything to presents and gifts. We want to make sure God has our best. And so today, we didn't take an offering yet up in this service. And we're kind of bringing it to this end because this is going to be our time for our normal offering, our normal tithing, and we have a lot of ways to give. You can give online. You can give through the envelopes. There's a drop box in the back. Uh, you can give online here at the campus through our giving center, or you can give at your house. Go into parkwaylife.com and give. You can give your tithing, grace and truth at the table. 
But I, so the, the, we're going to have that opportunity for come, and we have this table out here today because we're calling this our Vision 2020 offering, and it involves a, this at the table because we have a bunch of people at our table this year. We, we say this. We like this to be the best charity dollar that you could give. Your tithing, your at the table, your grace and truth to be the best. We're trying to do the best we can with it, the best we can. And we're not only that, we're showing you what we're doing with it. And so we're getting better and better at that. So today, here in a few minutes, we're going to dismiss you to come, and we're going to get you to bring your at the table. And, and what we did is we packaged it up in a letter format. Our series this year is called Letters, these, this week and next week, Letters. And so this is kind of a, a, an opportunity for you to give a letter, an opportunity to give into the kingdom of God. And so on the back of this, this looks like this. This has nothing to do with your tithing. Remember, take that step first. But this is, if you've already started in tithing and you say, man, I want to give in a grace and truth. I want to make a difference here. I want to I I continue to see this church move forward at a faster rate than it could without this. And so I am personally, this is mine. This is my family's, and we're, I'm, I'm, we're going to be doing this, involved in with you in this process. So grace and truth is a huge, huge step to help bless, and we're going to continue to see our facilities move forward and go together. Uh, another thing is at the table this year, we're kind of setting some money back and at the table. Well, last year we started Vibrant Church. This year we're going to set some money back out at the table. And we're going to try to eventually. It's kind of in our dream and our passion. It's at the very beginning stages. And as we have a dream to start a Parkway Life Church, boom, somewhere. And uh, it'd it be a, maybe a satellite campus of Parkway, maybe in a town close to where you're at or a town where you live. I don't know. I don't know where God has for it. My friend, I talked to one of my buddies this past week. He lives in Baton Rouge. He stood up and said this. I, I'm going to just tell you all this so it builds your faith. One of my buddies, his name is Russ Cripps, who we helped start his church in Baton Rouge a few years ago. He told me last week, he said, I stood up, their church has grown now, and he said, I, was, I mentioned that, man, we'd like to start a church one day. He said, I never dreamed it. We didn't even have all the plans. We just were kind of dreaming. The next week, somebody called him and said, hey, I want you to come look at this facility, and uh, I've got a facility that might work for a church. It's 15 minutes from where their church is in Baton Rouge. And right now, the guy that offered that building is paying $100,000 to get that building ready. And they're about to start their second campus in that building. Is that crazy? That was just a dream. I'm just telling you, I have decided to start dreaming big. Is that all right? I've been dreaming little bitty dreams. I'm ready to build, uh, dream big dreams. God has big, is anybody having any faith in the house? Come on, man. And so, if you're a little nervous about this today, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Nobody's going to beat you over the head or anything like that. In fact, I want, if you're a first-time guest, we would love this to happen. You don't have to do this, but we'd love for you just to walk by the table. And just, you don't even have to give anything, but just bless the table and ask the Lord to bless what is given. But if you're folks that want to take that step, I want you to walk by this table today and to put an offer. Dana, come up here today. Come up here today. And, and, and I, we, we, she's got an envelope. I got an envelope. And we're going to lay this down on this table today and, and, and pour out. This is, again, our, not our tithing, but extra and above and beyond. Because we want to see God do bigger and greater things than we've ever seen before. 
And, and, and I know that you are wanting to be a part of this. And if you want to, you saw this work last week. If you're a first-time guest, I want to stop and just say, put a, a, a clause here. A clause, that's good. Not a Santa clause, but a clause. Okay, that was corny. But I want to say this. You will never go to a church that talks less about money. Now hear me when I say this. We talk about money one time a year. One time a year. And it's this weekend. You know why? It works so well. Our vision is so clean with it that people are giving into it. I really believe that. We take up one offering a week, and that is on Sunday morning. We don't even take a Wednesday night offering. Because we understand if you get this concept, nobody has to beg you. Nobody has to take, beat you over the head. Nobody has to sell peanut brittle. Come on, give me a witness. Even though I like that nuts with glass. Nobody has to sell donuts. Make donuts and sell them unless you go in the Connection Cafe. In other words, what I'm trying to say is this. We don't have to beg you for money. This year, we want to write a bigger check to Hanger than we did last year. She's already sent us her budget of what she'd like to do, and it's bigger and better than last year. We want to bless more kids this year than we ever have. But it all revolves around this. We're moving at the level of your giving. I know I've talked and sold and told you all about this, but I want to make sure you understand it. So you can bring your tithing today if you have that. You can bring your Vision 2020. And this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to kind of dismiss. Let this be an offering. Bring it to the altar, a Christmas for Christ type deal. Bring it to an altar, set it before him. If you don't even have anything to give, just come by and bless what the church is trying to do. And then you're dismissed, and what's going to happen? I want all of our church board and our ministry, they're going to come up around this table. If you want to stick around, you can, but we're going to come around this table, and we're going to lay hands on this table, and we're going to pray a blessing on the households. We're going to pray a blessing on those who gave and those who did not have to give. We want to pray a blessing on you. We want to bless. We want the Lord to bless this. You can't outgive God. We did something this past year. We sowed into Israel. We think you're blessed when you sow into Israel. We started that this past year. So many things. And so we want you to sow in and help us today. So I want Adina to come up here. Brandon, it is so glad. We're so glad to have you today. He is back with us. And Brandon won't say this, Brandon won't say this, and so I will. He will not even like me saying this, but he is the hero of the TPC explosion. The hero. The hero. Awesome. First guy on site, first guy dragging people out, he's the bomb diggity, and he's ours. Just remain standing. Remain standing. This is what I want you to do. Take your take your envelopes. If you don't have an envelope, you can look at an usher. There's ushers around you. You can grab one. If you're not going to give anything, grab an envelope. It'll make you look good. 
just grab an envelope, okay? Just grab an envelope, and, and, and if not, just, just grab something. Just grab something. Grab something out of your wife's purse, something. And I want you to do this. I want you to do this. I want you to lift it to God. I want you to lift it to God. I want you to lift it up. Come on, just lift something. If you don't have anything in your hand, lift your hand. Just lift something up to God. Would you do that? We've talked about worship. We've talked about letters to the Savior. We talked about praising God. We talked about lifting up God. Dude, I'm so glad you came up here. You're the bomb diggity. That wasn't set up, but it's pretty cool. And um, I want I want to ask the Lord to bless this. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. God, I can't tell you in a time of difficulty that this church went through, you blessed us in a greater way than I could imagine. I never dreamed that in a time of our hurt as a church, we could give more. And that's only because of the blessings of God. Because giving works. And Lord, today we send you a letter to the Savior. We send it with our lives and loving people. We give, un- we give uh, selflessly. We give our best, our first fruits. And God, we ask that you to bless in a huge way. Bless every home today. God, let Parkway go to the next level. Next level in giving. Next level in touching people. God, we're going to give our best. We thank you for it. Bless every home. God, I ask you to help those and teach those, God, how to to budget their monies that are coming in so they can be wise stewards, so they will have to give. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for it. And the church say amen today. Amen. So next Sunday, we'll be back at 10 a.m. as our service. It's letters from the Savior.